Hello, beloved. How's everyone doing today? Man, it is so windy. Been crazy weather here in Ridgecrest. Lots of uh, wind. Been a little overwhelming. Um, you know, I woke up this morning and just think, you know, I think I need to get this tree trimmed. <laughs> uh, you know, I have a huge tree in this side of my house and gonna definitely have to call somebody to handle that, get it taken care of. But man, how's the weather where you guys are at? I hope it's better. I hope you guys are uh, blessed wherever you are. And uh, I just looking forward to next week. Um, Easter's on its way. Um, tomorrow's Palm Sunday. I'm so excited about that. And honestly, this is this is my favorite week of the year. I mean, this is the Holy Week. It's 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 a time where where Christians should be, you know, getting their priorities right, making sure we're right with God, making sure that us and Jesus are like this. It's important that we we stop and pause and maybe not work as much this week. Maybe not um, party if you're a partier. Maybe maybe pause your life. See if God has something better for you. See if there's something that that Holy Spirit's trying to speak to you. So I just want to encourage you guys for the next week. Pause your life. Let God speak to you. Because Sunday's on its way. The day we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are actually going to be in Barstow. We'll be doing uh, Easter service at Slash X Cafe. Out in the middle of the desert on the 247. We'd love for you guys to join us. Um, we'll be going out Saturday and camping. We'll probably do a little riding on Saturday afternoon. And, uh, and then just kind of get ready for Sunday. You know, because it's a big day. It's, it's, to me, way more important than Christmas. <laughs> so for Christians, Easter is the day that we truly celebrate. That we're grateful. That we walk hand in hand with the Lord. So how do you guys feel about who, who you are in Christ? If I'm going to ask you a question about your identity, tell me. Tell me who you are in Christ. What does that mean to you? What does that look like? Does it challenge you? Does it get you excited? Because I want you guys to know. I want all of us to know who we are in Jesus Christ. What our identity really is. I mean, do you feel like you're full of wisdom and grace? Do you feel like God is using you to his glory? And that you're entertaining a time or you're going to be going and changing the world? Because that's where I'm at. I feel like I'm entering a time in my life where God's going to use me to change hearts. Like God's going to use me for his glory. Like, I'm getting ready to do some serious kingdom work. <laughs> Amen? 
I want us to all feel that way. I want us to wake up in the morning and be like, time to get busy. Time to get busy. I want us to be influencing culture, stirring hearts and minds for Jesus. Does that sound lofty? Because <laughs> I got to tell you, this is how I feel. I feel like we have never had a better opportunity in my lifetime to influence our world. Listen how God sees us. This is what he has planned for us. This is 2 Corinthians 2.14. It says, But thanks be to God, who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. Hmm. He uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. I love this because to me, I want to be the aroma of Christ. Everywhere I go, everything I do, I want people to be glad that I'm there. I want to change the atmosphere in every room that I go in. Just because I walk in that room, I want it to be different. Not because I'm so great, but because I carry the presence of God. I want to always be his ambassador and allow my spirit to be controlled by Holy Spirit. You think people are happy to see Jesus? I think they were. Once Jesus' ministry got going, everywhere he went, there was crowds. Because he changed the atmosphere of those cities. He healed. He called out demons. He spoke with authority. Everywhere he went, Jesus changed the world. The only people that, that might have been sad to see him would have been the Pharisees and other religious orders of that day. But that's because he was a threat to their way of life. We, we need to understand that. Anyone that wasn't happy to see Jesus was because they saw him as a threat. Could we kind of be living in that today a little bit? Because of the cross, God has given us back dominion. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, Satan no longer has control of this world. Because of the cross, we got it back. And he's shaking in his boots. Because the church is starting to realize the authority that they have. We no longer have to be slaves to sin. And the more we wake up to that, the more that we walk in that, everywhere we go, everything we do is going to change. It's going to change the aroma of the aromas of the places that we go. If we want our character to be like Jesus, then we have to live like he did. Always in prayer. Always seeking the Father's will. Living his life with holiness in mind. Proverbs gives us a great example of, of how to live our life. How to have God's commands, God's wisdom 
in our hearts. This is Proverbs 2, 1 through 8. It says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just. Hmm. Let's just take a moment let that sink in. God, let Holy Spirit wash over us right now. Let Holy Spirit wash over us and just give us wisdom and knowledge, God. Let your Spirit reign here, Lord. Hmm. Yeah. God wants to speak into our lives. Holy Spirit wants to have presence in your life. God holds success in store for the upright. We are part of God's plan. <laughs> Our life was made for a purpose. Last week we talked about how each of us has a part of the church. The ecclesia. We're all supposed to be different parts of the body. We're all part of God's church. But in order to live our lives in such a way that we fulfill that destiny, we have to remain connected to Christ. We have to be in the vine and be able to bear fruit. We have to acknowledge that we carry the Holy Spirit wherever we go. We have to remember that we are literally glory containers. If you have Jesus, if you have Holy Spirit, you are walking with God's glory. It's always with you. 1 Peter 2, this is uh, verses 9 and 10. It says, <clears throat> But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Huh. So simple, right? And yet so powerful. Once we were not chosen by God, but now we are. Once God did not show us mercy, but now he does. That is amazing. That is such a gift. We, we need to walk in that amazing gift. So how do we maintain? How do we maintain our character? 
our integrity, our purpose in Christ? How do we maintain our identity? Well, for me, I'm finding that my, that my prayer life is having to change. I'm literally having to pray without season, as it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. We are living in such a different time than ever before, and yet I see so many parallels to the Old Testament. I see so many similarities of the world we're in today to the world of Israel. The time in the Old Testament, what they went through, We have a remnant of believers. We, you and I, all of you listening, we are the remnant of believers. Just like the remnant that was left after the, the Babylonian times. The remnant that wanted to go back to Israel, that wanted to build the wall, that wanted to, to get the temple back up and be worshiping God. They were not about to give up on their relationship with their God. And I am not either. We are the remnant of believers. And we have to step up in order to protect this house. We have to step up to protect the ecclesia, the church of Jesus Christ. No one else is going to save the day. God's not sending any more heroes. He already sent you. He already chose you. You and I were made for this. We're, we were created for this purpose, for this moment in time. I love how Isaiah says it in 62. This is uh, verses 6 and 7. It says, I have posted watchmen on your walls, Jerusalem. They will never be silent day or night. You who call on the Lord, give yourselves no rest. And give him no rest till he establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise of the earth. The lighthouse we call our intercessors watchmen. Anyone that, that spends time at the lighthouse and prays, they're called watchmen. Because they are the ones that are sent on the wall. They are the ones that are praying to God and reminding him of his promises. They are the watchmen. They are the ones that, that are not going to rest and they're not going to give God any rest. They're going to remind him of his promises. They're going to remind God of who he says he is. Because God always keeps his promises. Amen? So praying is one habit that I'm really developing, really working on. The other habit, the other thing that I really feel God's pushing into me is worship. I want to be better at worship. I know some of you are probably going, huh? You worship all the time. That's true. I, I do worship at least once a week, sometimes twice, sometimes many more, depending on my schedule and commitments that I have. <clears throat> but I want it. No, I need it to be worship. I spent years performing on Sundays, performing on Saturday nights, 
singing Christian songs and leading the church to sing to the Lord. But was it worship? Was it worship? I mean, I, there were times, don't get me wrong. I have worshiped the Lord most of my adult Christian life. But I'm starting to feel this different need, this presence, this, this holy desire to do and say and achieve so much more. John 4, 23 through 24 says, Yet a time is coming and has now come. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Guys, worship involves adoration. It is giving yourself to something bigger than you. Losing your humanity for a time so that your spirit is connecting to Holy Spirit. We worry so much about how we sound, what we look like, because the only thing that the Father is looking at is our hearts. As a worship leader, I'm learning that, that if I surrender, if I give up all those concerns and worries, if I just adore God, when I worship and surrender, it's easier for you guys to worship and surrender. If I'm total in the Spirit, you're going to go with me. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that allows us to let go. Worship is like laying your heart on the altar and saying, here you go, God. It's all yours. Do whatever you desire. This type of worship leads to strength. And that type of spiritual strength is what is required if we are going to maintain our identity in Christ. If we are going to be the remnant. If we're going to be the watchman. We need that kind of surrender. We need that kind of integrity. We need that kind of spiritual strength. 1 Peter. This is verse 2. Or chapter 2. Verses 4 through 6. <clears throat> you guys got it? It says, As you come to him, the living stone, Rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to Him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in me will never be put to shame. Amen. <laughs> we are becoming precious. We are living stones. We are, we are being built into a spiritual house. I want you guys to see this. I want you to see the spiritual house that God is using you to make. 
in your homes, with your children, with your friends, with your workmates. He's given us this opportunity to change the aroma of every place we go. Of building strong walls, of building spiritual homes that are useful to the kingdom. In Christ, you will never be put to shame. When our entire life is built upon that rock, that foundation that is Jesus, we will not be shaken. The wind will blow, the storms will come, but when the dust settles, we will still be safe under the living arms of our Father. Let's go back to that first thought we had today. Being a pleasing aroma to the Father, to Jesus, to Holy Spirit. Sometimes we sing a song that talks about day and night, night and day, let incense arise. It's called Worthy of It All. That is our praises. That incense that rises to the Lord, that is our praises. That is our prayers. That is our Spirit connecting to Holy Spirit. That's the aroma that God loves to smell. When we are connected, when we're in unity. I'm going to close here. This is Philippians 1, 3 through 6. It says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He who began a good work in you is going to finish it. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ, if you are in relationship with the Father, He's going to finish this race with you. He's not going to leave you hanging. Even if you have to push your back across the finish line. (laughs) He's going to help you push. (laughs) For some of you, you don't know, but in behind me is a picture of Kirk Sally. Pushing his bike across the finish line. <laughs> it's funny how some things can just totally wreck you. <laughs> Our identity in Christ is a partnership. It's a partnership. It's it is a relationship that that takes two, actually four. Because it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in you, in a partnership, in an agreement. We have to see this relationship as what will sustain us, what gives us life. Because if we are not in a relationship with the Son, we will die. And that death is not going to be leading us into a better life. No, hell is real. Misery in the afterlife is real for those who do not know Christ Jesus. It is real. 
and it'll come upon you like a thief in the night. We have to be ready. No one knows what tomorrow may bring. We have to be ready. Today's a good day to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. Today's a good day to say, God, forgive me. Forgive me, Father God, for all my ignorance. Please come into my heart. Please live in me. Forgive me of my sins. I know that your son Jesus died for me. And I know he is the only way to heaven. Guys, I encourage you. I encourage you to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you ever do that, send me a line. PM me. jsecond at yahoo.com let me know so we can have a conversation because that's just the beginning of your life amen <laughs> we have to understand who we are in Jesus what that really means to our life here on earth because if we don't now it'll become too late when we come face to face with the father amen Let's pray. Lord God, Father, help us to be the remnant. Help us, Father God, to be the watchman. Help us, Father God, to stick closer than a brother to each other and especially to you. Help us, Lord God, to strive to know you more, to worship you in spirit and in truth, to pray to you, Father God, with earnest desires and adoration. Father, let us be a sweet aroma to you. Let our lives bring you joy. Help us, Lord God, to change the atmosphere of every room we go into. Because I know that's what Jesus did. We thank you, Father. We praise you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, we love you. We hope you can uh, hang out a little bit today. or Please join us at Slash X Ranch for Easter next Sunday. I love you. God loves you. Jesus loves you. Do not forget that. Peace. Hey guys, just want to reach out to you all and encourage you to uh, support those that support us. For us, that means Amsoil and Company. That means TBT Racing. That means Rad Custom Graphics, Gowie's Custom T-shirts, Fast Flex Handlebars, Moose Racing, Parts Unlimited. These are the guys that give to us week after week that help us get across the finish line. And guys, I know they will do the same for you. Reach out and uh, help us help you to get involved with some great sponsors. God bless you guys.